Hi, my new stand-up comedy show, Sammy Shah, Successful Comedian, has started in Melbourne and runs through the 23rd of April, 7.50pm every day at the Chinese Museum and 6.50pm on Sundays. So, tickets are available at comedyfestival.com.au or through the samishah.com slash shows website. Patreon subscribers, of course, get two free tickets. Just email me the day before you want to come. Please come to the show. It's lots of fun. I love meeting people from Patreon, from Newsweekly, after the shows as well well and I swear it's funny. Now on to Newsweekly. Top stories of the week. Our identity politics bulletproof. Also, Trump learns blowback isn't a sex thing. And I for one welcome our AI overlords. All that and more on Newsweekly. Hello, I'm Sammy Shah, and thank you for joining me as we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Their pronouns are AR-15. News now? It's easy to make jokes about gun violence in America, largely because it feels like a self-inflicted wound. See, that was another one. But the truth is, it's an unimaginable tragedy that doesn't make sense on any logical or rational level. The United States has faced at least 128 mass shootings so far this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. There have been more mass shootings than days in 2023 in America so far. Mass shootings, by the way, is defined as a shooting where four or more people were injured or killed by one attacker. Three or less is called un-American. So it's easy to see the victims of these shootings in the same way we see victims of natural disasters, as something unfortunate that happens from time to time, and you wish it didn't, but that's the way of the world. And you're just glad it isn't you or yours it's happening to. Except gun violence on the scale it happens in America isn't a natural disaster. It's very much a choice that's been committed to beyond the realms of sanity. In fact, it's a national disaster for America, if not natural. Still, it happens enough that when a shooting actually makes headlines anymore, it seems indulgent. Another shooting this week in a school in Nashville, Tennessee, which left three nine-year-olds and three adults dead, has been dominating the headlines. Not just in American news, where it makes sense, but internationally as well, with it being the top story for many days on BBC, ABC, Channel 10, and many other news outlets around the English-speaking world. So why is the news so focused on this shooting compared to others? What's different this time? Folks, there's a press taking place right now. This relates to the shooting in Tennessee. It's uh, from the authorities. Let's take it. The active shooter is Audrey Elizabeth Hale. Yes, from our investigations tell us that she was a former student uh, at the school. Does she identify as transgender? She does uh, identify as transgender, yes. Identity politics has entered school shooting. It's the most American story since that time George Washington put his dick in a cherry tree, or whatever the details of that myth are. Yes, the shooter this time was trans, born a female who then used he-him pronouns. And so the story very quickly stopped being about maybe not letting people buy guns so easily and how you're more likely to be killed in an American school by an American shooter now than in an ISIS training camp by an American drone. Instead, well, here's Joy Reid on MSNBC. Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the most embarrassing and shameful members of Congress, without any evidence whatsoever, claimed that transition hormones or medications for mental illness were a factor in the Tennessee shooting, and that, quote, everyone can stop blaming guns now. 
No, we won't. J.D. Vance, who sold his soul to Donald Trump for an Ohio Senate seat, shared his deep wisdom that, quote, if a trans shooter targeted a Christian school, there needs to be a lot of soul searching on the extreme left. And meanwhile, here's the best argument against any biological truth to claims of white supremacy, Tucker Carlson. The trans movement is the mirror image of Christianity and therefore its natural enemy. The trans movement is targeting Christians, including with violence. Most Christian leaders in this country don't want to admit that. Admitting it might force them to take deeply unfashionable positions. I don't know why American conservatives are so angry. A trans person shooting up a school might be the one thing they can do to be accepted by Republicans. By their measure, it's the ultimate act of patriotism. If you can find a trans person who will wear a MAGA hat now, the entire GOP will all transition themselves just to show their support. Meanwhile, some trans activists are angry with the press for misgendering the shooter. Some news outlets said she shot up the school and activists responded with don't you mean he and don't dead name the shooter. And really, is this the hill you want to be dying on or being shot on? So all of this continues to circle the drain of discourse. Meanwhile, if you want to watch a video of the police running into the school and killing the shooter filmed as if it was a live stream of a Counter-Strike gaming session, you can watch that on every major news channel right now. Pretty much guaranteeing that anyone hoping to be the next famous shooter and wants the attention it gets you, whether they're man, woman, trans or non-binary, if they identify as a mass shooter, the media will do anything to support them. Stormy a Trump Cup news now. Actually, I take back what I said in the previous story. This is the most American news story ever. Donald Trump has become the first former US president to face criminal prosecution. The charges relate to falsifying business records to hide a payment to a porn star, Stormy Daniels, before the 2016 election. That should come with the star-spangled banner playing in the background. Kid Rock should announce that story from the top of the Statue of Liberty while an oil-rich nation is being invaded on false grounds. It's so American just repeating the phrase Donald Trump is facing criminal charges for paying hush money to a porn star should qualify you for a green card. Republicans have, of course, rushed to defend Donald Trump even before they've seen the charges he's being indicted on. I've said from day one, this is a political stunt. Though that didn't stop one congressman to claim the prosecutor could have indicted the ham sandwiches he was handing out on Capitol Hill. So I know how to spot a pile of garbage, and this thing looks like a pile of garbage. That Republican senator was literally handing out ham sandwiches with indict this written on them, condemning both the prosecution and his understanding of metaphors. Now, News Weekly is, as you know, a truly journalistic venture in that I am entirely unbiased in my reportage. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for most American news media. Here are all the left-wing news channels failing to hide their symptoms of arousal. First, there's MSNBC. What a time to be alive, my friend. Really, what a time to be alive. Before tonight, presidents in this country were kings. Michael, who's more pissed right now, Melania or Donald? I am not usually here on a Thursday night, but, you know, things happen. Deep breath, everybody. And then CNN. We're all going to be glued, leaning forward to our television sets uh, on Tuesday if all of this uh, unravels as it looks like it is. CBS. Oh, I, mean, I thought maybe wow. it would never come. I used wow. to think, oh, what does it matter if it came? I didn't know it would feel this good. And finally, The View on ABC, which is like the project here in Australia, but even more unwatchable somehow. I called it. Did you? We feel good. <laughs> 
So it really is a celebration of the law. It's a celebration of the law and how it applies to all of us. Donald Trump finally won a popular vote yesterday. <laughs> the judge that, that uh, presided over that case where the Trump family was found guilty yeah. is the same judge presiding over Donald Trump's 30 counts. Oh. Meanwhile, Fox News and the GOP have swung into Trump's defense, doing for him what they have always done best, fundraising. They're trying to destroy Donald Trump because they fear him at the ballot box. To the conservatives out there, make sure you vote. If you got friends, make sure they vote. If you don't have any friends, go make some friends. But you need to help this man, Donald J. Trump. They're trying to drain him dry. He spent more money on lawyers than most people spend on campaigns. They're trying to bleed him dry. DonaldJTrump.com. Go tonight. Give the president some money to fight this I'm still skeptical about this actually leading in any way to Trump's prosecution. But it will mean a lot of ratings for a lot of news channels and a lot of money going into a lot of pockets, which is a grotesque and a cynical use of the justice system. And if you agree, go to patreon.com slash Sammy Shah and donate so I can keep covering this story. That's patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. Putting the chat GPT back in the bottle news now. AI technology has already become quite commonly used in everything from spell checking and transcription to services that help students too lazy to write their own essays. ChatGPT, for example, debuted at the end of last year and has already become the number one AI tool used by journalists in providing a shocking twist to their news stories about ChatGPT. What you just heard me reading wasn't written by me. It was written by artificial intelligence, ChatGPT. ChatGPT wrote everything I just said. That was news copy. I asked ChatGPT to write. Remember what I said earlier? But ChatGPT as... Well, I asked ChatGPT to write that line for me. For a few days there, every news bulletin was basically like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I see dead people. Well, it seems tech industry leaders are once again sounding the warning bell about AI and the threat it poses. This morning, a warning from Elon Musk and other tech industry experts about the power of artificial intelligence. Musk and hundreds of influential names, including Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, are calling for a pause in experiments, saying AI poses a dramatic risk to society unless there's proper oversight. Those tech billionaires who have long argued for lack of oversight on offshore tax havens are probably worried about AI learning how to become a billionaire itself by destroying trade unions and decreasing worker safety in factories. Here's the entirely human billionaire Elon Musk. I think we need to regulate AI safety, frankly, because um, it is, I think, actually a bigger risk to society than uh, cars or planes or, or uh, medicine. Cars are only a risk when they're self-driving Teslas that kill pedestrians. And did he just say medicines are a risk to society? In their new letter, tech industry leaders pose these existential questions. Should we develop non-human minds that might eventually outnumber, outsmart, obsolete, and replace us? Should we risk loss of control of our civilization? Why do their existential questions sound exactly like the questions far-right people always ask about immigrants and refugees? Critics argue without oversight, AI could spread propaganda and lies and eventually lead to anarchy. But the more immediate concern? 
jobs. Goldman Sachs predicts the equivalent of 300 million full-time jobs worldwide could be replaced by artificial intelligence. So far, it sounds like AI could do exactly the same thing Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all other tech creations made by these billionaires ended up doing to society. Maybe, inadvertently, they trained us to be better equipped to handle AI. And maybe this whole argument I'm making in defense of AI was written by an AI. Just kidding. It totally wasn't. I wrote it. Or did I? No, no, I, I wrote it. I wrote it. Or did I? I see dead people. That's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. Like I said, my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show, Successful Comedian, is on right now at the Chinese Museum, 7.50pm every day, except on Mondays. There's no shows on Mondays. And on Sundays, for some reason, it's 6.50pm. Other than that, 7.50pm most days of the week. Tickets are available on comedyfestival.com.au. Please buy them. Please come to my show. I love hanging out with everyone. Also, I love doing comedy, so this is great. And also, I will be in Sydney on the 27th and 28th of April. For two days, those tickets are available at the Sydney Comedy Festival website. Check those out as well. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines. You guessed it. Weekly. Thank you.